Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. And let's jump right into it today. The Fed released its minutes from their June meeting, which, surprise, surprise, they reemphasized their need for more accommodative policy because of the un- uncertain economic outlook. And interest rates, of course, are going to remain unchanged at their current lower levels. And they said that negative rates do not appear to be an attractive policy tool, even though we know real real rates are already negative uh, and that they will not look to raise rates at a minimum of, I mean, they're looking a year, two, three years out before they even really see signs of that happening. But they do want to use their other tools in their unlimited buying power toolkit to keep out of negative rates and continue to support this economy with their accommodative stance uh, where they will continue to not only buy corporate bond ETFs, which they did for the first time ever this year, but still continuing their expansion to buying individual company bonds for the first time ever. And we know that they're, they've already spent $428 million to buy their first round of bonds, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. And listen, there are some huge companies that received these debt purchases. We've got Coca-Cola, AT&T, McDonald's, even Berkshire Hathaway Energy, despite its parent company of Berkshire Hathaway having over $128 billion in cash on hand right now. But listen to this as well. Over 48% of the bonds that they bought in this round come from AAA, AA, or A-rated bonds. Like I said, this is the tip of the iceberg. They plan to spend about $500 billion in buying corporate debt. So the first question is, why do they need to buy companies that have this access to capital? Why wouldn't they buy a company struggling the most at first? And we have a little bit of a guess at this right now. And that is that as news circulates around the financial industry, there's going to be an uproar of questions like the one I just asked. Why is this necessary for the Fed to backstop these huge companies? Well, as people ask that question, the Fed will say, okay, yeah, you're right. We will go ahead and buy these uh, more struggling companies, you know, lower rated debt. But in return, they're going to keep their existing companies as well, like the McDonald's, like the Coke, but they'll be able to say, hey, we did what you asked. Uh, So that is where we're headed. We know that the Federal Reserve, we're basically heading the way of Japan, where their Federal Reserve is the largest holder of equities there. Uh, We already know that the Fed here is one of the top holders of bond ETFs, the number three holder of LQD, the number two holder of VCSH. Soon, they will be the number one holder of corporate debt in America. That is how we go the way of Japan. And remember, these are your tax dollars being used to backstop liquidity for big corporations under the guise of helping the middle class. Now, that money could be spent to help individuals or small struggling businesses, as we know they are right now, the true backbone of America. But instead, they're going to keep going to big businesses like this. And we do have an idea here, though. Since the cat is already out of the bag, the Fed isn't going to stop now. They, they really can't. If they announced that they were going to stop these plans, the market would tank tomorrow. So instead of stopping the process, let's speed this process up. And let the Fed telegraph way in advance 
so that every American can get in on this early. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. That gives everybody the opportunity to be here. The Fed will tell us they're going to be buying American companies. They're going to become the largest holder of equities. And let's do it all in the next five years. Everyone, buy your favorite big name stocks. Buy your favorite ETFs now. And then we'll unleash the Fed. In the next five years, we're going to send the Dow to 100,000. We're going to make everyone in America a millionaire by the end of this. We know that the Fed is upset that they can't reach their target inflation rate. Well, this is how you make it happen quickly. I, you know, it's just something that we're working on here. Might get a little bit of a laugh, but I'm interested to hear your feedback on this. Throw, it, throw this idea around a little bit. Think about it. Think about what would happen and get back to us. We may have to start a petition to see this happen uh, at, at the very least. It sends a message to the Fed here. But in all reality, at the end of the day, it, as we stand right now, how could the market go down when you have the Fed saying they're going to continue to lose, unleash their unlimited buying power as your backstop? In the short term, it just doesn't appear like it's going to happen. Despite every negative fundamental that we've gotten because of coronavirus, this market almost has to keep heading higher with the Fed in charge here. And we've seen that over the last few weeks. The markets look like they could be rolling over, look like they might be heading lower. Another piece of negative news comes out. And then the Fed miraculously steps in with another buying program to save the market. And that's the, the trend that, that we see is likely to continue heading forward. Uh, but taking a look at our markets on the day now, let's take a little bit of a transition here. We have, we got a strong finish to the second quarter yesterday, but we started the third, the third quarter off with a little bit of a mixed bag here. The Russell 2000 was our laggard on the day, finishing down almost 1% to 1,427. We were followed there by the Dow, which finished right about at its lows of the day, down three-tenths of 1% to 25735 We were followed there by the S&P, which finished up half a percent on the day, although did give a lot of its gains back into the smart money hour here, which is not what you want to see, but finished at 3115 And lastly here, the NASDAQ, finishing up just under 1% to 10,154 now. Looking at our internals on the day, we got positive numbers here, but there were some signs of weakness. Advanced declines did come back positive on the NYSE, but came back negative on the NASDAQ, despite it being our leader on the day, which we found interesting here. New highs, to new lows came back strongly positive with 157 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 15 stocks hitting new 52-week lows. Volume was interesting as well, though, with the exact opposite of advanced decline. We came back negative for the New York Stock Exchange, but the NASDAQ did have positive volume on the day-to-day. Also today, despite the volatility our indexes had, the VIX actually dropped pretty significantly, down nearly 6% on the day, and now back below 30 on the VIX to 28. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with 8 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by real estate, followed by utilities and communication services. Our laggards on the day was energy, down 2.5% despite oil having a nice day today. Followed there by financials down 1% and industrials down just under half a percent. 
And finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Gold taking a bit of a breather today after it hit its highest level in eight years yesterday, but now back below its $1,800 an ounce mark to down now 1.12% to set 1,780 an ounce. We believe that this is the group that must be owned going forward. The gold and the miners are due for a serious takeoff here. We're starting to see that breakout happen. We got it yesterday in gold. And we continue to see that trend going forward, just like we saw in the 2008 financial crisis from 2008 to 2011, GDX was up uh, somewhere between 250 and 300%. Uh, we expect a very similar move here, and that's how we're positioned in the VRA portfolio. Silver down as well though today, 1.84% now to $18.29 an ounce. Copper was higher today, or is higher today, up 0.68% now to $2.73 a pound. And like I mentioned earlier, oil now higher on the day as well, up just over 1% to $39.69 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin, now up just over 1% as well to $9,254 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast in your inbox every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. We'd love to have you with us. And uh, think about that petition I mentioned earlier. I would love some feedback on that from you. Uh, Just something to think about here. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.